0: Welcome back to the Becoming More podcast, episode number thirty-three. It's the magic number. Here on Becoming More, we go into depth talking to some amazing people about how they have changed their lives dramatically and have inspired others to work towards the same. Today, I'm joined by Levi. He has a fantastic story to tell. And without any further ado, I'm going to let him tell it. Levi, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing good. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, It's a crazy weekend of football here, and while in the divisional round, Uh, if you're a fan or not, I, I just finished. I was watching a little bit tonight and crazy uh so as i like to ask everyone on the show um i like to ask you what is the bottom line of your journey so far because levi said so
1: um that no there are no limitations um there's always an opportunity to grow and get better there's always an opportunity to learn you have there's so much time on this earth that you have a real good opportunity to make the best of it and to be better from it um, there's so many things that people realistically put limits on themselves and if you take those shackles off you can do anything
0: v- very true very true uh so we'll, we'll get to that kind of like where you got to that mindset um but i, I like to kind of go with everyone is just kind of get a background on how you got to the point where you because i know if you follow you on instagram you'll see that you're heaviest mm-hmm. over 400 right um yeah. so, so, how how did you get to from like like growing up? Were you like an athlete at all? Were you just heavy growing up? Do you have experiences that led to like gain things like that, like to kind of set the stage for where we go in our discussion towards the end?
1: Yeah. So, um, I my background is um, from well from Providence, Rhode Island, and I uh, I come from a line of heavy people. My mother's heavy. My father's heavy. My sister's heavy. And, um, we always curved our emotions with food. Like I was picked on a lot as a kid, I was bullied a lot as a kid. So one of the things that, you know, my mom tried to do, like all moms try to do, they try to, you know, comfort you and stuff like that. But my comfort was food. So I remember one year, I think I was nine years old and I was like a hundred pounds. And then when I was 10 years old, I was 180. So my weight exponentially just increased. It was because I was just eating like a lush. Like I was eating everything under the sun because I was so depressed. I was getting picked on and I was different. And it was the same thing with my sister because my sister was, I love her to death. She was five foot seven at like nine years old. So everybody just like picked on the tall kid, you know? So we were always bullied and stuff like that. And picked on and, you know, made to feel bad because we were different. So we just ate, 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 and ate. And that went on through uh, junior high and high school, uh, my freshman year of high school. And then I told my dad, I like, I want to play football, you know? Like, you know, I love watching football. I mean, we got the divisional games going on right now, um, but it was something I always loved watching football. It was something that we did together because um, our relationship, uh, my father was very strict. Um, it, and he didn't have time to really like be like the emotional support of uh like you come to him with issues his, his response was tough enough and deal with it and uh my mom would be overcaring and try to do all the extra stuff you know like in and with the comfort and whatever, but I told him I wanted to play football, and when I played football, I was fifteen and I was around three hundred and thirty pounds and I played my first year of football, and I lost weight. I went down and I got down to two hundred and seventy five pounds within two, three months because I was active for like the first time in my life and then I also after football, my coach was like, "You know what, you why don't you go off for wrestling?" And I went off for wrestling and then and then I went for track, and I didn't have any healthy eating habits, so um when I wrestled, I got down to a low weight. It was probably the lowest I'd been at that point. It was 240 pounds. So within one year, I dropped 90 pounds. And I was like, all right, sweet. This is awesome. And then I didn't do anything over the summer. I come back to football camp next year, and I'm 310 pounds again. So then I had to lose the weight all over again my junior year. And I asked my coach, Coach Sneed, um, like, hey, like, I really want to – take this year to the next level with wrestling. Cause I loved wrestling. He's like, well, we're going to have these like diets and that we're going to do. And it was basically chicken, broccoli, rice, all like the staple, like, you know, bodybuilding diet and stuff like that. He said, we're going to get you in the gym. We're going to lift weights. We're going to keep you active the whole year. And I did that and I maintained 255 pounds like the whole year. And then after high school, the parade was over. There was no more football. I didn't have a scholarship and just ballooned right back up in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, just, I wasn't active. I was kind of depressed at the fact that I finally kind of like found myself with sports and then it was all over. And then I just kept eating and eating and eating. And I just swelled up to a point where it was like I was around 330 pounds. And I maintained that weight for... All through college and then after college for a little bit. And then started working at, after college, I had like, there was no jobs available. I graduated in the worst time. It was like 2008. So there was like mm-hmm. no jobs, like whatever. So I had started working at um, Walmart. And when I was working at Walmart, it was, um, it was crazy because I met my now wife there. And I was 300 at one. I, I don't know how much I really was, but I know it was a lot because the scale went up to 330 pounds and it would just say error when I got on the scale. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was kind of, I was like, Yeah, well, you know, like I feel all right. So I'm okay. You know, you play that game with yourself and you lie to yourself saying, yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm still breathing and whatever. And then I got, I got pretty sick one year, and I was like in my 20s, so I think I was like 29, and I had like kidney stones, and I got really, really sick. I had to get rushed to the ER, and it was pretty alarming because I was like, wow, this is the first time I really don't feel good, and I wound up losing weight. I dropped back down to 230 pounds again. And I felt good. I felt great. I was leaning out, you know, I was starting to see at that point, having loose skin and mentally struggling to deal with that. And I wound up switching stores and going on to the overnight shift. And within 10 months, I was already back up to 350 pounds. And I left Walmart went to another company that I'm still with now. And what I did was I had a ton of transition happen at once. So I was transferred, um, stores. I was planning my wedding and I had with my oldest stepdaughter, she had her first child on the way. So we were like, had all this stuff going on. So the month I got married, I transferred stores, had a grandson and and inherited my three stepkids. So was wow. the stress <laughs> went from here, like, you yeah. know, it was just compounding and whatever. And I just, bad habits, I ate my feelings. Like the whole process, I would eat my feelings. If I was depressed, I would eat. If I was stressed, I would eat. And I wasn't eating healthy foods. I was eating Burger King twice a day, Dunkin' Donuts twice a day. My wife's Portuguese, so she's feeding me because <laughs> she loves to cook. Loves the, she loves it to, to make sure that everybody's they nurture with food and um it was uh it was at a point where i was working and i passed out in the bathroom i thought because you know being bullied and picked on i have anxiety right so like i would i get nerve, i would always get nervous in situations or something like that if it was a newer situation i would just freak out and panic and i thought it was one of those moments and i passed right out because i've had that where i've had anxiety where i struggle to breathe but it wasn't that. I wound up passing out. I told my uh, store manager, like, yeah, I just passed out in the bathroom. I'm, I, I really don't know what happened. He's like, go to the doctor and get checked out. And I went to the doctor. They didn't have a scale that could weigh me because the scale was only up to 380 pounds. And I had to get weighed um, downstairs on a special scale. And that's when I found out I ate 405 pounds they did um the EKG on my heart and that's when I found out I had a mild heart attack at 32 years old
0: wow yeah that's it's quite a, it's quite a like just to hear that come out of a, somebody's mouth to tell you that you had a heart attack just has, is scary uh-huh. right I mean I had a pulmonary embolism at 33 so I can relate to the age and the severity of the condition um so when, when you when you heard that you had a heart attack were you like was it like a fire got lit under you shortly after that that you're like, I need to make a change. I need to like work towards getting under 400 and and try to lose weight. Or was it just like, was it a slow like snowball that kind of happened after that?
1: I honestly, I, I went into denial. Yeah. I wish I could say, you know what? It's all right. You know, like I, I I lit a fire into me. Like immediately I got back into the gym. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into the gym until six months. After the heart attack and I wasn't doing anything that the doctor told me to do. I was still eating. I was still like just wallowing in my depression and my grandson, we had had his first Christmas. And I remember watching him open gifts and open presents. I think I have the video still on my phone. of like the his first Christmas. If he was uh, around. I want to say seven months mm-hmm. and I remember him opening gifts and then he came and he sat on my lap and I was like, it hit me then. Like, if I don't get my crap together. I'm going to miss this. I'm not going to be able to see these moments. I'm not going to see him grow up. I'm not going to see him get married. I'm not going to see him graduate, do any of that crap. I'm just going to be that figure of, Oh, I wish he was here, but he died young. Mm-hmm and january 1st eight, twenty nineteen, 2019 i got a gym membership to planet fitness not the best but it was there <laughs> Not the best of them uh, i mean it's all around the memes right now but like i got a membership over there and every day after work six days a week sometimes seven days a week i'll get on the treadmill moves and just work just work yeah and, It wasn't till I had lost relatively quickly because I went back to my wrestling diet. I went back to chicken, broccoli, and rice, oatmeal in the morning, you know, no sugar, no, well, no, I can't say no sugar, but no soda, like the high calorie soda, drink diet soda, Mm -hmm. drink water, eat something. I went from eating to, Approximately, when I checked it, it was around—I want to say—ten thousand to eleven thousand calories a day to twenty-one hundred to eighteen hundred calories a day. And my body—it—it it felt it like the first week. Oh yeah. Like the first week, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh, I need some energy. I need food. I need food." And it—I—I just—I sucked it up, and I was like, "I can't quit." I can't stop. I can't give up on myself. I've given up on myself too many times for so long. I can't quit, and the weight just kept coming off of me. And I remember on my Instagram, I put a post, generically, just saying I'm at the gym. And a friend of mine um, commented, he's like, "B.S. You're not at the gym. You know, you're not." And I had to, I had to, like, he's like, take a picture and prove it. So I took like my first gym selfie, and this was after I lost like. I went from 405 to like 295 Mm -hmm. and I took my first gym selfie and it got a lot of likes and people was like, wow, you're great. You're doing good. Keep going. And people don't think that means something, but it does. Like just to have like sometimes like when you're struggling with a day you don't want to go, sometimes putting up that picture just holds you accountable a little bit longer where you can just, you know, at least I did something for me today. And during those times where I didn't feel like going, where I didn't feel like, oh, man, I really wish I don't have to push it today and this, that, and the third, I would tell myself, 10 more minutes to save your life. Yeah, 10 more minutes. If you can go hard for 10 more minutes, you are saving your life, and you know who you're doing it for. And at the time, I was doing it for my grandson, Julian. Uh, we call him Juju. Um, I was doing it for him. Every piece of it was for him. Every minute was for him. Every drop of sweat. I was like, I am not missing this. And fucked it up. And then the next thing I know, I was like, I'm going to do, I saw there was a follow obese to beast on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I came across his obese to physique series when he did like a bodybuilding show. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, I want to do that. Because at that point, I had already hit my goal weight. My goal weight was to be the weight I was in high school at 255 pounds. Then I was like, let's keep going. Let's see how far you can really go. And I died it down to 175 pounds. Wow. And yeah. that was a day I weighed in, when I weighed in the day, I was 175. And so from January 1st, 2019 to 11, 19, 2019, just before Thanksgiving, I lost 230 pounds.
0: It's amazing, man. Um, so yeah. I, did, I did want to kind of circle back to something you said, um, you know, when you were in the gym and that when you hadn't lost the first hundred or so, right. And your, and your friend says, Oh no, no way. You're not at the gym. And like that to me, the first thing that struck out to me stuck out to me in my mind was how many times and how many of us that are in a weight loss journey, in the community, you'll hear they don't want to sh- make that they'll have a weight loss page, right? Or they'll have like a weight loss account uh-huh. because they don't want people in their real life to hear what they're doing or see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 that just struck me there. But then, as soon as you did have that selfie and you got all that positive feedback on your account, because like so uh-huh. often, I know for me, um, when I would be out walking a lot and I'd get people commenting to me about my weight, or like even a couple weeks ago at work, I saw somebody I hadn't seen in couple years like before i even started the journey and they were like you you lose weight (laughs) and uh because i mean yeah and and i was i was like yeah and they're like how much you lose i'm like i lost like over 200 at my best and they're like and then you know and then you get like the well damn uh kind of thing right and uh because they they don't really know when they're not really paying attention right um but those things like just lead to even it's just creating more of a positive reinforcement of what you're doing so it's always good to hear those things. Right. So, so, it, and, and I'm sure like that just was like, every time you heard that you're like, man, F yes, I'm going to keep going to the next thing, whatever it might be right in, in your journey. Um, <clears throat> which speaking of, um, as you were like going through like your entire time from like when you started, you know, changing your diet from the 10, 11,000 calories to the 18 to 2100, did you like follow, I know you started with the bodybuilder diet. Did you change it up at all? throughout as you were getting lower or did you just kind of stay with that for most of it
1: work with, uh, well, right now, um, my diet is extremely flexible. Um, I work on basically hitting a goal of like certain calories. And for me, my calorie goal is like, for me at maintenance is like three thousand. Mm-hmm. That's just because of how I am and how much muscle I carry now. So I know if I eat anywhere between 3,200 and 3,000, I'll I'll maintain my weight. So I generally have a wide variety of like food that I eat. I still love like my oatmeal and protein and stuff like that. But I'll have, you know, chicken, beef, rice, cauliflower. Um, I experimented with like the vegan diet, which that was actually pretty cool. And I I incorporate some vegan foods like tofu, um, tempeh, and seitan into my diet as well um fruits vegetables um definitely greens and stuff like that especially now that i'm dieting like can't i load my plate up with greens um so i i I make sure i have a wide variety of foods that i eat um yogurt plain greek yogurt and i also um my i do allow myself to have like you know if i hit my calories for the week and i do something like if i want to eat something i eat it you know like if i want a rice crispy treat i eat a rice crispy treat i just make sure that i have it in moderation you know and to make sure that i have proper portions of food and stuff like that so that way i still get myself a little taste of everything however i know that i won't mess up my goals because i'm very like um Once I get into something, I'm into it and I'm very much so into bodybuilding. So I like to have a lot of, a lot of foods, but I'm also very like, I don't track year round either, but like, if you know, when you've been dieting long enough, how much, how many calories something is and proper portions and stuff like that. So I always tell people the best thing you could do is to find a diet that works for you and work it like for me like i like having a wide variety of foods for some people it might be the strict foods that that will get them to where they need to be but it's it's gonna sound coy but like we're all a little snowflake right so like if you what works for you may not work for me what works for me may not work for the next person you know but i can have a wide variety of foods and lose weight or or even just to maintain weight and put on muscle so i try to make sure that i have like the things that I like, also the things that I need.
0: Yeah. And I really like what you said about how you tried vegan you went, did vegan for a little bit, and then you took things that you liked from it, which is something I tell people a lot is, you know, find things that you can do <laughs> It's like, if you can't do it, like you, you can say, mm-hmm. "Oh, I should do vegan or I should do keto or paleo or whatever, WW, whatever it might be. And then they find themselves, mm-hmm. well, I don't really like this. Like I personally didn't like, for me, I didn't like, I didn't like when I was on the keto diet. Like I tried it. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I was like, I don't like this, but I liked parts of it. Like I took things I learned from it and I incorporate in what I do. So I don't, I don't go heavy yeah. carb. Like I used to like, heck when I was probably doing 10, 11,000 calories, just like you were, if not more, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was doing heavy carbs and I would just try to be conscious of my carbs instead of being like, <clears throat> but, but I, I couldn't go totally like all the way, like no carb or very low carb. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's awesome. Um and and you know there's always like there's always like a million different diets and you know you go on instagram if you're on instagram at all like talking about weight loss you'll get somebody hitting you up for some kind of special tea yeah. or weight loss magic yep. trick that there one is time. not
1: one there's always some tea a supplement or a fat burner or whatever it is it's like yeah it you lose weight by calories in calories in. It's it's science you know like a lot of time like if you're like oh, I lost weight on keto. You lost weight because you're in a calorie deficit, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think a lot of the time, like, it, it, but if it works for you and you're happy, do it. Do it. If you, if, but if you're not happy and you're not gonna stick to it, like, then you're just gonna fail at another diet and you'll be all upset. So find that's why I always tell people find what works for you and do it. You have to enjoy the process, like. The first time when I dieted, I, when I was losing the weight, the first week was rough. But after that, so how my body was changing, and then after that, my stomach was shrinking. So then the 2,100 calories actually kept me full. You know, so, and then you, you, then you learn, you know, you educate yourself on like, okay, what keeps you fuller at lower calories? Well, if you have higher fiber in your diet, you're going to be fuller for longer. What gives you more fiber? Well, there's a lot in greens, there's a lot in broccoli, but there's also like, there's certain things where like, you know, you look at protein powders, some protein powders have like five grams of fiber. So if you do two scoops, that's 10 grams of fiber. You know, you're going to, you're going to feel full for longer, you know, and then you learn how to cook. That's the thing is I see a lot of big people that we're big but we didn't know how to cook like really you know like we we're used to eating and having somebody do it for us but like you learn how to cook like I used to cook all the time but it was just so unhealthy like fried chicken fried fish fried everything fried you know swimming in oil but then you learn like how to actually like do things on the grill or like to put things in the oven or how to bake like I still can't bake but like at least I can try now you know so but Mm -hmm. it's you learn these you have these things where you just you take a little bit of everything and you pull it into yourself, you know? Like life is with the experiences, right? So you if you experience something and you don't like it, you're not gonna take anything from it. But if you experience something and you like it, you're like, Oh, I like this. I don't like all of it, but I like this. And then you start pulling little pieces to make it to make something that works for you.
0: So Yeah, definitely. And uh kind of speaking of you kinda of were talking earlier about you gotta love the process, right? Um, and one mm-hmm. of the parts of the process that I find is the, like one of the most seminal or most important is the non-scale victories. Um, cause, and I like to ask everybody kind of like, what are some of yours that you've experienced during your journey? Um, because I feel like so many people get hung up on the scale, the number on the scale or like other things that aren't moving the way they want it to. But the non-scale victories I find mm-hmm. always help me like stay focused. Even when I didn't see the scale number going down, like fitting in a restaurant booth, that was like a huge one for me. Um, yeah. So, so, so what would be some of your like favorite non-scale victories you experienced during your
1: journey? Um, my mom being able to hug me <laughs> and put her on well
0: oh, for sure. Um, yeah. She
1: hasn't has been able to do that since I was like twenty-one, twenty-two. So that was one. Um, my uh, I would say probably working. And actually, you know what? This is probably one that I actually cried. I, I, mean, I am not ashamed to say it. I cried with this one when I got and i I've never been a size 30, anything in pants, like mm-hmm. anything. I was the lowest I've gotten like a 40. and then when I got into a size 38, I lived, I was in a change room and I bawled out crying because I was like, "Oh my God, like I've never. I've never been this small as an adult, you know? And it was so impressive to me, like I couldn't I couldn't uh, like I couldn't fathom like not I I couldn't fathom being that big again, you know? Mm-hmm. Where 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 I was like, you know, that's my grandson in the back <laughs> over there. That's cool. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so um uh, I couldn't um fathom like being that big again because at that point when I was so big, I was wearing like a size 58 pants,
0: yeah. So I, I, yeah.
1: I, I, I hear you, oh. yeah. So <laughs> it was it was definitely like, um, it, it was definitely something that that changed and made my mindset like, you know what, this is important, this is something that will change and help not just me, but help others and help my family Cause now they see it, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, as you're going down this road of, because um, I want, I want to talk about as well is, you know, you, you talked about competing bodybuilding. Um, mm-hmm. One, I'm, I'm kind of playing dumb because I just want to get your whole story. Uh, have you competed in any
1: shows, and do you have any coming up that you're like working towards? Yeah, I, I competed in um, an NPC show and a men's physique show in 2019, and I was going, to, I wanted to compete last year, but. In 2021 but things just didn't pan out I wasn't I was overreaching on my training and I I really was like pushing way too hard with my training I didn't and I wound up just being so exhausted so tired that I was just like I can't I can't do it and then this year um I wound up taking some time off from the gym to um to actually um you know get um, my body right and be physically, you know, ready to go. Cause I'm going to be 37. Like I can't do what I used to do 10 years ago. I can barely do what I used to do five years ago. <laughs> like it, it, uh, you know, for me, it's like taking the rest days, taking the opportunity to recover <clears throat> and you know, admitting that father time does catch up to all of us. So I will be doing a show in Connecticut in April, uh, April 28th. Um, it's done with um, that uh, it's a WBFF show, and it's um, going to be. There's also the the fitness uh, expose that's there. Um, uh, uh, Radical body transformations, because I'm working with. Uh, I do um, work with them, like with Anthony Lally. I think you had him on.
0: Yeah, I did have him on a couple uh, about a month ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have, I've, I'm working with him a little bit, trying to help people get involved with the transformation challenge. And I was like, I don't want to compete and this is a good opportunity. I always have vacation time up in April. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I always, But it's something that's very like important for me that just to really test myself. And that's what the competition got. I don't, I don't worry about winning. I worry about beating me mm-hmm. and myself and see how far I can really like, you know, like I came in, I did my my competition. I was one seventy five, um, in twenty nineteen. If I compete this year, I'm when I compete this year, I'll probably be two hundred pounds on stage. So I know I'll put on at least anywhere between 20, 20 to twenty five pounds of muscle. So I'm be I'm being very happy with that.
0: Awesome, yeah. I wish you the best of luck I, I know it's not an easy thing to do so uh it's it's oh. uh it's definitely not easy um but, but and like you said you know and i feel like this is a lot like true with a lot of things in life is you know you're not, you're not out there the 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 rankings and the placements will take care of themselves like you just gotta do your best right um and that's mm-hmm. what you can do because because if, if, if you drive yourself to like I'm gonna get like first place and well it might not be your first place it might not you, you might have your best day ever, but somebody might just be that much better right in the eyes of whoever makes these judgments uh at at the competition so it's it's never like it's not always up to you it's up to whoever um mm-hmm. external factors is what I mean so there's always external factors to everything we do so um i i I, I like your uh your mindset going into it so it's definitely. Definitely good, and I, I feel like you'll, you'll crush it <laughs> based on past Thanks. experiences,
1: yeah. right? right. I'm going to try. Like, I, my goal is to be um, very conditioned, but also be very muscular. And I'm doing it with the loose skin because it took me a while to get comfortable with the loose skin, um, which I think talking to a lot of people that, you know, ask me questions about weight loss and stuff like that, the biggest hang up people have is the loose skin. Like they don't know how to deal with it. And there's a lot of mental hurdles about it. And I tell people, I saw this on um, Alex Poro's post and I say it a lot now. It's either you can have clogged arteries or loose skin. You choose. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's just loose skin. Like when you rather have the loose skin or it filled up with fat and fluid, like, I mean, it's, it's way easier to deal with loose skin. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I feel, I feel like people like Alex and obese to beast and others who have a loose skin are really out there showing okay. that it's, it's okay to have it. Like, it's not, not that it never wasn't okay, but people have the stigma against it. Cause they're like, like, well, I'd lose, like, I might be 400 pounds, but if I got down to one fifth, or one eighty, you know, I, I'd have all this loose skin and that would be awful too. And I'm like, well, that, that wouldn't be worse than being <laughs> that overweight right because you have so many other problems that come with it so loose a little loose skin can can be dealt with and if if you don't like it eventually you could get it removed if you wanted to
1: yeah yeah and i mean a lot of people even i tell anybody if you if it's becoming like a point where it's not like it it impedes your life Mm -hmm. by all means you know um but if it's something where it's like you have a choice i always say this the choice is yours but you should love yourself before and after, you know, like a lot of the times people think they're going to get the loose skin surgery and everything's going to be fine. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be, everything's going to be okay. But if you don't fix your mentality of that, you know what? Loose skin or not, I love me. Like I know for me personally, I would want the loose skin surgery, mm-hmm. but I got no shame in my body and how it looks right <laughs> now. I love me of the process of what I've done to change it. And, you know, it's something that is so, it gets doesn't get talked about a lot. But it's something that should get talked about a lot is that you have to have that lo- self love for yourself so you. You have you have it to change. But you also have to accept that this is who you are, and then go to the next level, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Oh, f- for sure. And you know, and I feel I feel like a lot of that's just the more people like us talking about it and others talking about it just helps bring that out. And I I, I had a I had a loose skin type of surgery myself at one point. Um, because I it was impeding. And um when I had that done, like it, it luckily was covered by medical insurance. So that's that's the one caveat I had because I know a lot of them are not, so they're not cheap by any means. But if if, if you can get it and if you want to get it, go for it. And if you don't, don't. It's like, it's, 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 it's a personal choice and you can do whatever you want. And, you know, it's... Exactly. And, 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 and whenever somebody says, well, somebody will judge me, I'm like, eh, fuck them. Because I, I really don't have time for it.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Like, legit. It's so true. Because I don't, like, like, I'm at a point, like, now where, like, I get this more than anything else, right? Because they see me on Instagram, they see, like, the posts and, like, I flex and whatever. And the number one thing that I get is, well, there's two questions. Do you have loose skin? And I'd be like, Yeah, of course I do. And I show a picture of like myself with my loose skin. It's like, Oh wow, you look amazing. Are you on steroids? That is the next question that I get. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like one, I'm big. Like if you see me in a hoodie, I look rather small. But two, it's like there is people that work hard. You know, nothing if mm-hmm. you're on steroids. You don't. But it's like there is a process. Stuff takes time. Like, if you look at the three-year difference of when I started lifting to now, you're going to see a massive change. It's not like I blew up, like, oh, yeah, I was 175 last week and 210 pounds this week. Like no, it takes time. Everything takes time, including your weight loss. So if you have that mindset of, like, okay, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you're going to win. And the win, the, the win is beating yourself from yesterday. You can be better than what you were yesterday. If yesterday was a bad day, make today a great day. And if if it was a great day, then let's build on to make it even a better day, you know? But so many people get lost in that mindset of, like, looking what everybody else is doing. Like, pay attention with yourself and focus on yourself and win the day for you. And Mm -hmm. you'll be all right. Yeah, definitely.
0: And, and you know, especially when the journey is long, because, like, some people have it or, you know, um, you know, Anthony Wally, he had it. He, he, he had what, like nine months. He, he hit his goal weight. Right. And then, and then mm-hmm. you went into bodybuilding shows and then some people have it for like five years. So before yeah. they hit their goal weight, like it's it, not, everybody's the same. Every story is different. Everybody's journey is different. You have regain, you have loss, you have mental struggles, you have job struggles, you have like, there's real life out there. So, so all that yeah. comes into play too. So you can't like kick yourself down just because you like, you know, if, if you, even if you had a year where you wound up gaining over the last year, like, you can, I mean, I did last year. So, you know, you just, you just refocus and you just keep going because like, as long as you don't quit, like if, if you quit, that's when it, that's when it ends. But as long as you keep going, you'll, you'll get there. Um, all right. So kind of getting towards the end here, cause I want to respect your time as well. Um, I like to ask every guest about a hobby or interest they have outside of weight loss, fitness, all that stuff. Um, and I was just curious what
1: yours is for this. Um, my hobby of choice honestly is i do love playing video games i'm in the madden 2k um my grand my stepson got me into fortnite so i I used to play that all the time um and i mean i love cars i love going to shows i love like like spending time and doing stuff like that because it's just like when i love old school cars like the, the new stuff, like you see, like the 2019 um, GTR, I love that car, but like that's in I know it's like a, it's a 2019, but that's like my favorite of the newer cars. But I love old cars like the Dodge Challenger, like the 1970 Dodge mm-hmm. Challenger is probably one of
0: my favorite. The, the yeah, yeah. my, my, uh, my, uh, my dad's one friend, he had won, he had won a, at a casino in Pennsylvania, he won like a million dollars on Blackjack, mm-hmm. like a progressive blackjack, But oh. he went and bought a 69 Mustang.
1: Yeah, I was. I was I, I, yeah, I was.
0: I I saw it and I was like, man, that's nice. because <laughs> like, you know, you, you see Mustangs from the '80s, and I mean, we've all seen newer ones that are much nicer than the '80s ones. But I remember this, the '80s ones when I was growing up, and they were awful. But but the '69s, gorgeous.
1: Yeah, like if you go anywhere within the '60s, 60, like '66 to '69 is a good year for any Mustang. And then with the Dodge Chargers, like the Dodge Charger, like the 1971 is amazing. It's so the same thing with the Challenger. I do like the newer Challenger because they kind of have like that reminiscent feel, like the older ones, but nothing beats old school American muscle. Mm-hmm. Nothing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still, I, 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 I've seen the new Mustang, the one that's like the electric mustang that's like earlier like a hatchback i'm like that's not a mustang first of all but second of all i'm like that thing is but but
1: ugly it is like it looks like a vacuum like there's there's (laughs) nothing like to it
0: and and, and every time i see one they're in like the ugliest colors like one's like a mustard yellow i've seen like a neon green
1: (laughs) you know what it is and i swear it's like they see stuff that's like replicate in movies and they try to replicate it Mm -hmm. like they try to see something like oh this color is popular so we're going to put it in like no a classic is a classic a classic color is a classic color but if a car is ugly it's, it's just it's an ugly car like you're not going to be able to like i wouldn't drive it or spend money for it
0: yeah like give me a mustang in like you know blue red black white s- silver something yeah, like normal I
1: mean, like my favorite color is the cobalt blue with the white stripes
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure uh mm-hmm. yeah awesome um so video games do you play when you game do you ps4 are you on playstation or xbox for men
1: i'm on x right i'm on xbox one um so i do play on that um and with everything going on with like covid i've been working like crazy i haven't played like i swear it's been like four months since i've like sat down and played video games but that is something i like to do um i have vacation time coming up so that's what i'm gonna do for most <laughs> of it um uh, and um but yeah i'm on xbox my stepson he's, he's a lucky kid he has uh he's on his pc xbox
0: and ps5 yes yes yeah, i've been trying to get i'm a playstation guy but i've been trying to get ps5 because um i have a uh, buddies and i well, there's like six of us that are in a, we do a madden league every year so we all play mm-hmm. and then we're we constantly are in like a text chat so we're always like when we're playing the next like we play like five se- five or six seasons Within that one, like oh, within, within like from like August till now, now is usually mm-hmm. like late December, early January we start to peter out because we're just like we're into like like it's holiday stuff and then there's football playoffs and then you're kind of like oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with football now, <laughs> especially once your team is yeah, out of it, yeah. right? Um, but like, yeah, got out of it today. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh
0: oh oh! Is your your team got out of
1: it? Yeah. I'm, I'm a Tampa Bay fan.
0: Okay i right. see i, I, I thought, I thought my, being in providence you'd be a, a pats fan
1: so see that's the thing i was a pats fan my family's from north carolina so we would always go to north carolina in the summer so my team growing up i didn't my dad loved the cowboys i hate the cowboys without question i was so happy when they lost but <laughs> my my we didn't when i got into football there was like we would always go to north carolina but they, we didn't have the carolina panthers so my dad was like, you can't just go back and forth between teams that are winning. Pick a team and stick with it. So I picked Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I liked Tony Dungy. Um, and they had Mike Allstock and Warwick Dunn. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stick with this. And I was a fan of theirs when they sucked and when they won the Super Bowl. And then when they sucked again, and then when they got Brady, I was a fan the whole way through. I'm not one of those bandwagon ones.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, I hear you. I'm in. Gonna... I remember, I remember when you won that first Super Bowl because uh, that was the year you came into Philly and beat us shockingly.
1: I was shocked at that one too. I, I believe me, I was too. I thought McNabb and with Deuce Staley in the backfield that they were going, they were going to run rampant over our defense because Deuce was Deuce had a, was going crazy, and then McNab McNabb was just they were really hyping him up. Like it was like I think year three or four for him, and that was right before the year they got TL.
0: Yeah, it was. I remember
1: that. That was right before when they got TO, and they said McNabb was going to be that guy. But they're, the thing that worked out because their number one receiver was Freddie Mitchell. So you take Rondé <laughs> Barber, who's now, hey, man, you put him against Freddie Mitchell, it's going to be a problem. And then that was really the game for me that it took Derek Brooks to another level because he was running shot through the middle to a point where Sapp had the front and Simeon was racing, but you had. Brooks was just calling out every single play they had. So I thought it was going to be a close game. I was rooting for my team, but the the numbers were for Philly to win and it just didn't materialize. Yeah,
0: it was, it was tough. Cause I was actually that, so I, I, I can never, I always wanted to go to games, but I could never get to go to games because they're, they're so expensive for the playoffs. But yeah, uh, yeah. at least, I mean, especially then I was, you know, my early twenties and I couldn't afford it. Uh, but I remember I was driving actually driving up to I was actually driving out to New England because I was going with a buddy. We were going to the Royal Rumble in Boston. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 we're like getting in the hotel. We got to the hotel in downtown Boston, and I'm like, and you know, 2003 slash four, so this is like, yep. you're on your cell phone that has no service, and you're trying to like mm-hmm. find any information you can on like. So I was like listening to like uh, I was trying to find out a sports station out of Boston on the radio in the car and figure out which one had the game on and then I finally found it and like as we're pulling in the garage and it's like they're like and it was some touchdown score and it was like out of hand at that point I'm like great great because like I, yeah. I, I, was, I was really hoping because you know because that was like our third straight uh NFC championship game in a, I mean, yeah. in a row obviously straight um but it would take another year and then we get to go and lose to New England <laughs> but but, but you, know, you know that's just what happens uh but yeah, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Um, I, I I do I did like that the Cowboys lost last week. That was fantastic.
1: I got it, uh, and the fact that they were hyping up um Mika Parsons to be better than uh be better than Nick Bosa, I was like, I mean, I mean, and so
0: so, so I I like Mika Parsons because I'm a Penn Stater, so I'll I'll root for
1: him. But I I hate the Cowboys he, so much. The thing with Mika is like I know because he went at Penn State. To me, like is as much as I do like him. I can't like him because he's a cowboy now. It's like, tough. I can't. It's just against all codes that I have. Okay, if you're a cowboy, I hate your guts right now. Like, to me, <laughs> like, he went from being the most athletic linebacker to ever play at Penn State to, was like, you know what? You're not better than LeVar Arrington. <laughs> so, and I just, because just he's a cowboy now, I just have to Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I hear you. I, I'm just used to it because, uh, like, they had Sean Lee, and now they have him, and I'm like, all right, whatever, like, we could have drafted him, but we picked uh, Devonte instead. So, uh, you know.
1: Like Devontae. Yeah, if, if he put some weight on, he'll be all right.
0: He, he's a little slight. That 160 is pretty lean for
1: one. Yeah, he's like 170. He's like, he is tiny. But then you look at, um, what was it Jefferson from the Vikings? He's kind of that same mold. But he's a better route runner right now than yeah. Devontae.
0: Yeah, he, uh, so he can get away uh, anytime I hear his name, I, 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 a little part of me dies each time because we should have drafted him instead of Rager. Because, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I was watching the draft with a buddy that, like, we were on, like, a, we were on um, fucking FaceTime. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, all right. And, I, and I, I saw Jefferson was still on the board. And I'm like, all right, Jefferson is coming to Philly. We're finally going to get a receiver. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear the Eagles select and I heard, I saw a tweet that it was not Jefferson. And I, I, I mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's not Jefferson. And he's like, what? And then, and then I'm like, and then I hear Jalen Rager and I'm like, who? Cause I never even heard, mm-hmm. like, I I mean, I don't pay attention to TCU. And then, um, yeah. and then I was like, it's like, who is this guy? And, and then, and then all you kept hearing was, Oh, well, he's fast. I'm like, this is a mistake. This is going to be terrible. And it is like, he's yeah. terrible. He actually the game we played against your team last week, he mm-hmm. he proved why he should not be a football player because <laughs> yeah he 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 lost he helped lose the game instead of helping win the game.
1: Yeah, because like the thing with that I love with Jefferson is the thing with Jefferson is he did slide because he's small, but then you you pick Devonte who's smaller. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, so, so right. um,
0: I I think we picked Devonte because that was the. I, I kind of He's felt the like they, they, they were going, he was best player and I think they were going for the Tuscaloosa triangle of certain mm-hmm. Devante or Waddle, whichever one was left when they yeah, picked. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would really have gotten chase, but you know, we weren't that lucky. We weren't that high.
1: I will say <laughs> that I like her, for your team. I like her. He's got heart.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, that, he that, that, that's one thing. Like he, um, like I was glad we got rid of the number 11, um because mm-hmm. he, he just he just had no like he just had no like heart like I remember well, one of my Good best fr- one of my best friends is a Cowboys fan right mm-hmm. after we won the Super Bowl I said to him he's he's uh, he's like he because he's like you guys got a problem and I was like I was like what's that and he's like your Super Bowl MVP is your backup <laughs> and, and, <Yeah. laughs> and and and, and I, I I said yeah I know I, I said I would uh, trade Wentz right now for two firsts at least and, and, and kept Foles and then, hot. you know, draft a quarterback and develop them and then get to move. Cause Foles wasn't the long-term answer, but oh. they did the reverse. And I was like, eh. the whole time I, I was like, I can't get on board with Wentz. I just, there's something about him that always rubbed me the wrong way. It was the, uh, it was the Jesus. Like, it just seemed that he preached away too much to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And especially, and then he just like, I was talking to my wife as we were watching the game tonight with Buffalo and I was like, you know, Josh Allen like Carson Wentz without being erratic. Like he does the things that Wentz did, but he doesn't do the stupid things. Like he doesn't like hold on to the ball too long. He gets rid of it. He doesn't try to extend plays all the time. Things like that. Where, yeah. That's what that's what just drove me nuts with Wentz. And then like I gotta say, as much as I love the Cowboys losing, I really love when when the Colts lost to Jags. Cause that just
1: I did. I did too. Cause I'm I, I like Josh I like Jonathan Taylor, but like Carson is just like one of those guys where I'm just like for as much talent as he has in that arm, there is nothing between the ears.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Total head case. He can't,
1: and he, can't, he, can't, he can't grasp it.
0: Yeah. I'm curious if they cut him. Because, I mean, they'll, they'll take like a $15 million cap hit.
1: I would. Even with the cap hit, I would. Because, like, what did you, what did you get from it? You, you still didn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're actually you worse. Because you made the playoffs last year. And then this yeah. year, you don't make the playoffs. And then Jalen Hurts did, though.
1: He's gonna be MVP. He's probably gonna be MVP of the league, and you still didn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh. It's crazy, that. man. Yeah, I, I, I f- football is great. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> and oh. Obviously. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, so I'm going on from football. I'm gonna kind of get into the, the end of the show here, um, and we're gonna do the Brett's Corner, which is the wrap-up questions I ask everybody. Same five questions. So, are you ready for this? oh yeah number one what movie tv show or event are you most excited for in the coming year
1: the super bowl halftime show
0: i'll have to say that this is the first halftime show i've been excited for in years
1: yeah i think it's just because it reminds me of of my youth it's like yeah (laughs) same here everybody from like, like my friend nigel where i train at his gym i was like he sent me and I was like, This is either going to be really, really good, or this is going to be like Janet Jackson, um, Justin Timberlake bad, which I'm okay with either one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. They stop dropping F bombs and they start pulling plugs. I'm like, This will be fun. This will be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know like there have been bands that I like to do the Super Bowl halftime show, but then they're not good. It's not a good halftime show. Like, I like whole play, yeah, no, but I- their halftime show was awful and you yeah. know so, so but i'm really excited because like you said it's like um we're about the same age so it's like my youth right there right like <laughs> ecm yeah. i Eminem was just huge in high school so i'm like all about it. I'm, I'm not really big mary j blige fan but i'm all the ra- i'm in for all the rest
1: yeah, yeah, I think Mary J Blige was like, I was like, okay, you have all the aftermath, death, like in like the aftermath grew in there, and then you have Mary J Blige. I was like, oh, they're just sprinkling that in there. Yeah, I, now, I almost, I almost feel like I almost feel like Missy Elliott would have been the better choice. I agree. Yeah. I agree because if they, the Elliott one, they probably could have brought out like, because they did a song. I think it was, they could have brought out like Fifty Cent, and they did a song together, and it would have made all sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's throw a. It'll uh, be all
0: right. Yeah, I think
1: yeah. that's like a safe. It's a safe thing that they're doing
0: over there. It, it, it is pretty safe, and it, it, I think it'll be good because it's it's a it's just a it's just a huge smattering of talent. So you also have like you don't have this one person singing the whole time. So it's like a lot of people that can go off on different avenues, and like some of the most insane names in music in the last twenty years. All right, yeah. uh, number two. What are two non-health related goals you have for the next year?
1: I want to skydive for two reasons one i'm petrified of heights <laughs> and two i was never i was always too big to do it and then this is probably going to sound weird to a lot of people i've never ridden a roller coaster like ever wow i've always been too big i was either i was too short and then by the time I got too tall, I was too big.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I've never, mm-hmm. I've never ridden on them. A- so I'm going to knock those out this summer. Awesome. I don't know about the sky. Definitely a roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, one, one of my, I'm also afraid of heights. And one of my things is when I hit under, I have to be under 300 to go into, in Vegas. They have, I don't know if you've been to Vegas before, but uh, in old Vegas, they have old Vegas, which is the crazier part of Vegas, but I love oh. going there because it's cheap to be animal. <laughs> It's like half the price yeah. of the strip. and uh, they have a a Scott uh, um what do you call it? like a zip line over this over like old Vegas. There's a net and all that, yeah. but I, I was like I was like I just want to go on that. And I mean you're you're a couple, you're a good amount above the street, but I'm like mm-hmm. that's what I, that's like my that's like my uh on my list my my bucket list after I hit my certain goal weights. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. I think I think I think uh, roller coasters are super easy, right? I'm mean, guessing you have like a Six Flags or yeah. something nearby, right? Yeah
1: was like a six flags and like um like in massachusetts where I, like it's like 45 minutes away from me
0: yeah yeah i figured uh, yeah because i mean they're, they're all over the northeast so you, you know especially especially you're in between such large cities and then not far from any of them
1: yeah exactly.
0: all right uh question number three if someone came to you saying they were lacking motivation to stay consistent what three pieces of advice would you give to them
1: believe in yourself even when you think it's not going to go well, the worst thing you could do is for your to try to not to not reach your goals is not try. Um, to understand that this is a process and that you're going to have good days and bad days. And this isn't just even with any goal or with life. Sometimes. It's like a slingshot. You take a step backwards to go forward even further.
0: I like it. Uh, okay. Question number four. What have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that surprised you the most?
1: I don't have that much fear. I used to be afraid of everything that, like, I talked about it earlier with, like, being having anxiety and stuff like that. I just had to find myself and find a lane that I can navigate and be comfortable in and understand that it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter what people think, what matters is what I feel and what I think. It's called self-esteem for a reason. I I feel good for me and I won't let anybody take happiness or joy or make me feel bad or make me feel upset about what I'm doing. And I who's like posting something, working out on something or what I eat. It's my journey. And that's what people should understand. It's their journey. They are the main character in the story that they're telling.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. And like I said earlier, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Right. oh yeah <laughs> I, I i know i kind of pulled it out of nowhere but yeah it's it's kind of as as, as, as as you get near like I, I know i realized as i got in my 30s it was like i don't really have time for your bullshit so i just give up trying to care mm-hmm. um cool all right so last question if in 150 years science fails to save us and that all that is left is a book about your life what would the
1: title be and what would the blurb tell us about levi um it'll be called how shit got real yeah. <laughs> and the blur will be story of a man that changed story of a man that did that took the impossible and made it possible
0: awesome i like it a lot uh because definitely did that right mm-hmm. yeah so um Again, I want to thank you for being on the show. I wanted to give you a chance to plug anything that you have. Uh, if it's like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, I don't
1: know what all your accounts are uh, on. Everybody has a million of them. Um, I mean, I do have a TikTok. Um, it's L Tray 5 at TikTok. And then I have my Instagram, which I'm primarily on, so if people ever have any questions or need advice or anything like that, um, definitely reach out at my instagram at fluffy2fitness85 and um also we're doing the radical body transformation challenge if people can still sign up on gen Jan- till january 31st and it's an opportunity to just talk to people you know the, and there are people in your lane that were where you were so like you have a good opportunity and it's it's something that provides a spark right um that's all motivation is, is a, a spark a moment in time so if you get like a little bit of um a little bit of motivation, a little bit of a spark. Why not do something we can, you're not just transforming your body, you're transforming your mind, your spirit, and you get to meet new people. I mean, I've met a lot of people doing it. I met a lot of people in this fitness journey. And that's the best thing about when you you, you embark on something is that the fitness community, like the real fitness community, not like anybody that does all the you know, you, like the real fitness community, there's a lot of people that are out there that really just want to help you win and be better and to be healthy. And that's the end goal. It's not to sell something and make a ton of money. It's to make sure that the world's a healthier, happier place. You know, if you can, my philosophy is this, is like, of course I got bills, I got kids, I got grandkids, like I need to make money, right? But my job does that for me. I work in I work a nine to five at a retail store and I get paid a decent amount of money to do that. But fitness is for fun. So if I can help somebody reach their goals and say, hey, look, I, I'm, I've am seen what you're doing, you're doing a great job. If you have anything, anything reach out to me. I mean that because my wife claims at me, but I'm on my phone like a lot. So like if I get a message or a DM, I will respond to it, you know. So it's and that's something that we do at um, the Transformation Challenge. And it's an opportunity just to try something new and to talk to people that are where you are. And that's sometimes is like how I said earlier, how I got a whole bunch of likes on posting a, a, a just a photo of me and a hoodie, when I was smaller. Sometimes, like getting a compliment from a complete stranger, can go a long way.
0: Yeah, for sure, it can. It really can. All right, so I will. Uh, I'll include the links to all that stuff in the show notes because it's always helpful for people to click that instead of so trying to remember every all, all the mm-hmm. uh, all the account names or what, whatnot and the website um but yeah so just check out the show notes if you want to uh hit up uh levi on any of his, his accounts or check out the rbt which i mean i had anthony a few weeks ago talk about it as well before it launched uh so anyway i want to thank everyone for listening or watching this episode all the way and you made it congratulations thanks for thanks for tuning in this long uh, uh make sure you check out the show notes like i said uh, check out my website, becomingbrett.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Becoming Brett. You can follow the show on Instagram at Becoming More Pod. Until next time, uh, make sure you give us a five-star review or DM me your thoughts about the show and make sure you come back next week to learn how we can all become more.